Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. So coming up, a well-earned point against Leeds. We'll get Gary Monk's reaction. And then Blackburn this weekend. And we'll be asking for your views in Alpinions. So, Leeds on Saturday, uh, you were away. I was, but thankfully I, I caught up um, very quickly. In fact, I saw a lot of the action while I was away in Italy. Right. Uh, I'm sure your wife the, was thrilled about that. Uh, well, no, I wasn't with her, actually. It was a bit of a Joy Boys outing. Oh, right. Okay. That's what it was, yes. A little trip. To, so, Saturday night, uh, I was actually in the San Zero. Uh, so, my first visit there to watch Inter Milan uh, draw 2 2 with Palmer. Uh, right. Which was the better game? Uh, which was the better game? I have to say, for a 0 0, Wednesday in Leeds was pretty entertaining it, it, uh, and, and was a decent advert for the championship uh, I would go along with that they're, they're uh, quite a rare beast aren't they genuinely entertaining nil-nil draws yeah uh, do you know what incidentally on the Inter and Palmer match uh, it's not just in this country where we are having major VAR issues as uh, Romelu Lukaku scored a controversial goal and it was one of those again where in the stadium fans had no idea for oh, two yeah. minutes plus what was going on was it handball was it offside was it foul so it's not just in England uh, I, I've discovered where we're having VAR <laughs> issues I bet that was fun Italian fans are super grumpy anyway yes it, exactly so yeah there was plenty of whistling that was going on there for two minutes <laughs> non-stop but yeah I, coming back to uh, matters in Essex, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I think, I don't want to be too negative, is as you do have to take into account the opposition, and it was a good performance from Wednesday, but I suppose on reflection, when I watched the game back, I did look at it and think that Wednesday had the, ed- you know, they certainly edged the second half, yep. and I think it, it falls a little bit into the category for me of the Cardiff match where I actually feel like it was two points dropped. I've got to agree with, with that. What I've also got to do, which I did for the Cardiff math, is, is, is just go, well, hang on. Before the game, and, and Alex and I said it on the podcast last week, would would we take a point? We probably would. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, you can't take into account performance when you say that. If you say, look, a point at home against Leeds is is going to be a decent result. And that's what we got. Yes, we should have won that that game. We created enough chances. Um, but, you know, we more than matched a team that are going to be up there or, or thereabouts. And we'll, we'll get into talking about the performance and stuff. But let's just take that little step back and remind ourselves that those games where we said, oh, they're going to be really hard. The Cardiff game, we outplayed Cardiff for the vast majority of that game. The Leeds game, we had the edge. There's real signals that this Wednesday team's going to do all right. Definitely, yeah, I think so. At the moment, that it looks like one of those where they're not that far away from being a really top team uh, at, at the, in, you know, in this league. And we always said that after the last international break that this was going to be the step up. And so far, Wednesday they've got five points, and they're actually disappointed that they've only got five. It could have been all nine yeah. easily uh, had there been a a fraction more quality in that final third if they had shown a little bit more of a cutting edge. And I think there's no doubt about it that that's where the room for improvement is. But defensively, you just look at it, it's chalk and cheese from 12 months ago when they couldn't buy a clean sheet under Jos Lukai. It took them 17 matches and we're only 14 matches into this season and it's six. And that's also... Uh, where, when you consider that Kieran Westwood hasn't played all season, that Tom Lees has missed over two months now, 
Dominic Iorfa has hardly played at centre-half in his career until this run that he's had in the team. Julian Berner gets an injury in the warm-up last weekend. So that's pretty impressive you know that i think lesser teams would have crumbled or that would have seriously disrupted them so the fact that wednesday have kept churning out clean sheets and restricting a really good leeds team to not that many chances that that point and i'm jumping ahead a little but that point is is so important in terms of so Berner gets injured in the warm-up, so Hutch moves back to defence. The idea of Hutch and Iorfa being our centre-back pairing would have scared the, start the absolute... Of the yeah. I mean, we, we're recording this on Halloween. I mean, that what on paper you just think that's that is a proper horror show. Um, they were both rock solid. You know, Hutch I thought had a superb game. Well, I know you've done the old Halloween reference. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't say horror show because, to be fair, it's oh, it, it scared the life out of me. That though, no, I, would, I, I think that's a bit harsh. Think, I mean, you know, a few months ago, just the thought you, of you I wouldn't have predicted. No, yeah, you wouldn't right. have predicted a centre half pair. Yeah, no, true. But then Sam Hutchinson has played. He played half a season under Carlos. Where he was at centre half yeah, yeah. and was very good there, so Absolutely. so it's no surprise to see him sort of. I thought he actually looked a bit shaky in the first twenty minutes or so. He nearly got caught out one moment in the first half, but actually, other than that, yeah, he was very solid. And it's weird with Sam, isn't it, that when he actually does drop back to centre half, it does seem to sort of calm him down. He knows he can't make a mistake, so you get less of the rash challenges. And the needless bookings that he picked, you know, that he's picked up, you know, he's already got seven this season, and we're not even into November yet. Uh, so it, it, it's it's a sort of strange dynamic, isn't it, where you want Sam Hutchinson in midfield, but then he is a calming presence at the back, or he's less liable to pick up the cautions. Uh, so it's it's an interesting sort of conundrum really that you've got there. But I know what you're saying about I mean Dominic Iorfa. Who would have thought that he would be such a revelation at centre-half? And you certainly would never have thought that at any stage this season that those two would be lining up in the middle of the defence. No, it's, it would be a crazy, crazy thought. But um, huge credit to them because I thought... You, you write about the fact there were, there were a couple of shaky moments early on. Uh, and then after that, I thought they both just looked... Uh, rock, yeah. rock solid. I offer a man mountain at the moment. He's just got everything. He really has. Like, uh, I think I asked Barry Bannon last week. Uh, you know how good is sort of Dominic Iorfa, and he was saying that he thinks he can go all the way to the top. And the way he's playing, and if he keeps progressing the way he is, he's got pace, he's got power, athleticism, uh, adaptability. The fact that he can. Uh, you know, play it right back as well. I think it's on the ball and concentration. I would say those are probably the two areas where I still think that there's improvement in his game. And I think if he does that, then there's no reason why he in a, maybe another year or two's time, hopefully with Sheffield Wednesday, will be playing in the Premier League. Playing alongside players like Sam Hutchinson, who, who's got a wealth of experience, I've, I've got to do him good because I always think with, with players like I offer the age that he's at, He's clearly got ability with his feet. It's his brain where the training needs to be now. It's the decision-making. It's reading the game. It's knowing what to do at exactly the right time that we used to see with players like Glenn Leuvens, who'd not got the pace or even the strength that I offer has got, but his 
his brain meant that he didn't need that. He, he could lose a yard of pace and still be able to be where he needs to be. Uh, and that's what I often needs to learn. So playing alongside players like Hutch, who've been there and done it, um, will will just give him you know so much so much more to his game, which is brilliant, really exciting. And um, other changes then. So New You came in, obviously Westwood back in, which wasn't a surprise. New You coming in, I was a little bit surprised about uh, reverting to a four four two, but it was kind of like Gary Monk just kind of sticking out a flag, going, "Yeah, we're going to go super direct in this game. That's what we're going to do." Yeah. Yeah, I think it was clever tactically and very similar to what they did so well at Middlesbrough, wasn't it? And so we know what Leeds under Marcelo Bielsa are sort of famed for, and that is the high press. Uh, And so Wednesday just went, you know what, we're going to beat the press. So we're going to go along, we're going to go direct. Uh, And I think there was a stat... um, that I saw on TV, I think that was something like in the first half, there was like over 21% of when Wednesday were in the ball, yeah, they were knocking it long. That was it. So it was a clear game plan, a bypass the press. Uh, they went into it knowing full well that the reality is that Leeds are such a good footballing side that they were going to have more of the ball. Uh, and so what Wednesday's strengths, the two, the two big men and win the second balls and then get it into the wide areas and and we've you know we saw that a lot of the threat came down the left hand side and uh, Morgan Fox and Kadeem Harris put some really good balls in it's weird this this thing about playing it long to the do to the two big men because um you think about teams historically that have done that and, and Wednesday under Gary Megson a few years ago did it and fans complained about how boring the football was and um you remember managers like uh, Dave Bassett was always accused of it, and you know things like that. Those teams that just used to just you know whack it, whack it long. It's considered a, a bit of a negative, bit of a boring football tactic. But this Wednesday team doesn't seem boring. We seem to be able to to kind of play quite direct football, but it's also quite exciting. It's variations of play, isn't it? And and it, I think fans would kick up a fuss more if it was every single week, but it's not. And Gary Monk has already shown in the eight league matches that he's been in charge, that he is prepared to change formations and personnel. So that's only the second time that he's gone with Atty Nuyu and Stephen Fletcher up top. Uh, will he do that at Blackburn? I don't think he, he will. I could actually see him maybe reversing to 4-3-3. Again, it's going to depend on injuries. Uh, and, you know, They're not on a good run, but it's a completely different challenge is Blackburn to what they faced against Leeds and Cardiff, who we expect will be up there come the end of the season. Yeah, it's an unforgiving league, isn't it? And 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 you know, playing Blackburn, who, who maybe aren't the best of times, doesn't make it any easier again. But we'll talk about that in uh, in a bit. Um, so Saturday, both teams hit the woodwork. Um, couple of great saves as well. It was it was a pretty end to end game. Both teams could have won it. Probably both teams went away thinking we we could have we sh- we should have stolen that. Um, that save from Kieran Westwood at the end of the first half, as usual, I missed it. Um, but watching that back, and I mean that's borderline superhuman save. That yeah, it was outstanding to actually push it out for the corner and to push it away to safety. Uh, yeah, I think Bamford will look back on it and think that. Again, if you've just been a little bit more accurate or got more power on the header, that uh, you know, I think he should be think looking at that uh, that he would have taken. I think a confident Patrick Bamford probably would have buried it, but that's not taking anything away from Kieran Westwood. That was a, a great save, and how many times have we seen that? Andy did it 
against Leeds last season as well uh, when they won 1-0 but a brilliant save that day too so uh, yeah Kieran Westwood we, we know what um, he's all about one thing we ha- actually haven't mentioned is that the, the fact that t- the two teams put on a really good show given the treacherous rev- weather that uh, yeah, yeah. W- didn't make it easy one little bit it was um it was yeah it was it was proper like biblical where's your ark stuff on saturday it was yeah. i mean you you, I felt really you picked bad a good one you. to be away That's true. i felt really bad for you in sort of the uh, the mid 20 degree temperature <laughs> in milan there yeah. thanks appreciate that yeah. um yeah it was it was fairly relentless it didn't it didn't really it didn't really stop i mean just walking to the ground was quite hard work because there were just periods of uh, mm. like bits of peniston road which were basically like a river like you'd have to walk like really out of your way in order to cross a road because you couldn't cross there because it was just it was just water i would say that i was can, amazed yeah. at how good the surface looked though yeah. i mean this is um probably a representation of modern football isn't it that you know kind of 10 15 20 years ago when it threw down like that it would be a different kind of game of football because the the con in fact probably it probably wouldn't happen because it'd be waterlogged as, as a few games were in the lower leagues but um it would be a very different scrappy game of football where there'd be very little talent on show it would just be about who can deal with the conditions the most the strange thing now is that the the pitches get watered so much before the game that that was probably um normal conditions for footballers yeah top marks to the groundsman and you know we saw down the road wasn't it nottingham forest match was postponed uh but i think the deso pitch of course as well that we forget about that uh, you know, Wednesday invested a lot of money in a few years ago. I think that makes a big difference really too does. to the drainage. And, and yeah, uh, you're right. I think it's modern pitches now. They're, 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 they're just they're like bowling greens most of the season, aren't they? Uh, I, you know, I went earlier on this week to watch the under-23s play Barnsley at Stocksbridge and already, you know, you can see that's non-league level and the pitch is starting to cut up. It's getting a bit bobbly and a bit worn, whereas that's it. You know, it's the, it's the level that Wednesday are playing at that the fortunate that, you know, that surface now is going to be in very good nick most of the season. So there's no excuses there for not being able to get the ball down and play. But I do actually think that the conditions on the day, it probably favoured Wednesday, that it did maybe turn it into more of a battle at times and that it made it difficult for them leads to get the ball on the deck and to get that sort of slick and fluid football that they like to play together. I did, I kind of thought coming away from the game, if if Leeds are the best team in this league, or you know in the what probably top three best teams in this league, um, we've probably not really got much to worry about. Well, yeah, I, do you know I, what I we forget we as well? We've played right, yeah, right about played Fulham too, played Fulham and Cardiff now, and, and so haven't lost to any of them. Yes, you can turn around and go the statistics if they still haven't beaten the team at the top end of the table, and it would be lovely to see them. Beat car uh, beat sorry, beat Swansea before the international break. I think just to get the monkey off the back. I think that's a that's why it's, that's going to be uh, an important match. But you're right. It's funny. Leeds seem to me from the outside they look as if they're going through now the se- the second season that Wednesday had under Carlos. It seems that the expectations are higher. That they're pretty much expected to be in the top six. And so there's actually a lot of weight of expectation on them. And I think they're struggling to cope with it. And then they're having the whole hoo-ha over Bamford's out of form. And then they've got 
Nikita, who came on in the second half, who's banging them in, who's on loan from Arsenal, but not playing regularly. So I don't know. I think they seem to sort of, I wouldn't say transition, but they seem to be going through a little bit of a, a run where always not well there. But at the moment for Wednesday, that's it. It's like one defeat in eight matches so far under Gary Mung. We just don't want to get to a position where the drawing too many is. You know that draws are what kill you in this league. That's a bit doom. Well, you know, I wasn't here last week, so I've got I've got to <laughs> make, make up, up for last time. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we we said a few weeks ago, didn't we? Where we kind of talked about this this mini league of uh, five games, um, and I said then, you know, if we we can set up kind of a points that we want out of it, but if we come out of it unbeaten, that would be a really great achievement, um, and that's on target. And and you know, we've we've arguably played the two most difficult games out of this lot. Um, you say but, that. I mean, yeah, the two most difficult games are probably still to come because well, the next game is always going to be the most difficult because you've not played it yet. Well, no, I'd, I'd turn around and go, you say unbeaten, but then if they draw the next two games, then it's seven points. Yeah. And, and so that would be a I disappointing mean, return. Yeah, we've got to be looking at, at certainly four points from the next two. I think six points is achievable from the next two, to be honest. I see very little reason why we can't, we can't get that, but... This is the championship, and there's just as much chance that we go to Blackburn and they beat us five nil on Saturday. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get onto that in a in a bit. Um, Joey Pellipesi obviously came in um, second time this season that he's he's come in. Um, different circumstances. He wasn't part of the game plan originally. We know that he's a different kind of player to um, Sam Hutchinson. He plays that role a little bit differently. Um, how did you feel he got on? Honestly, I don't want to be too harsh, but when. Watching the game on TV all the way back, I, I did think in the midfield he was he was the weak link. Uh, but I do want to defend him in that to come in last minute uh, is not easy. Uh, that is a, a challenging position to be in. So I do want to cut him a fair amount of slack for that. And he, he did put himself about a little bit. But, you know, the one where leads in the second half, that Morgan Fox has cleared it off the line. Uh, I think Nikita's he's gone past him too easily near the byline there. He shrugged him off, and you know that could have been a goal for Leeds, and he would have played a big part in that. And you know he took a, uh, a professional foul there, didn't he, to get a booking? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he took one there for the team. But yeah, I, I thought the time that he played before when he's come in, yeah. uh, he was. A, I thought he played and performed a lot better. I think was it Fulham. Um, I'm um, thinking it was when Hutch was injured, head. wasn't it? So was it stuck? It, yeah, well, it could have been where, where again he he's come into the side where we didn't expect him to play, but that was in a four three three alongside Luongu and Bannon, and I, I, I thought he acquitted himself better. Whereas actually, I, I thought that yeah, he did struggle a little bit on Saturday. He um, it's it's kind of games like that against Leeds, partly because it's a derby, partly because. It's a top-of-the-table game, the conditions, all that kind of stuff. It was kind of a game of characters, wasn't it? It was about players who really grasped the game and took control of it. Um, and it seemed at times to just pass Pelipesi by a little. Like, he's not got the character for those kind of games. If Hutch was playing that midfield role, he'd have he'd have stamped his mark on that game very early on. Probably got a book in. Yeah. That's, but that's mm-hmm. what he does. That's how he announces, you know, this is my game, this is my midfield. Don't you even think that anyone else is having it because this is mine. Pelly Pesci just doesn't do that. And I think that probably works in some games. But Saturday, the condition's probably a huge part of it. It was quite a physical 
game in the midfield and that just didn't didn't suit him um and yeah i mean we'll we'll we'll, we'll come on to talking about what happens against blackburn in, in in a bit um overall taking a step back good point yes good point keeps on being run going think it's now four matches and they're building a bit of momentum at home under under Gary Monk. There's still only one defeat this season, so they are turning Hillsborough into a difficult place for opponents to come. And, and so that's a huge positive and plus as home form is going to be imperative. And we, and we saw that when Wednesday made back-to-back playoffs that that was a foundation for them. And it's now all about in, improving the efficiency. In the final third, yeah, I think so far it's it's 18 goals from 14 matches. And we've touched on this before. If you then take the Reading and the Middlesbrough games out of it, so it actually then is, I think, 11 in 12. And Stephen Fletcher's now gone on a little run where he's not scored. So it, it's about finding more contributions from all around the team. And, and no doubt that it's the offensive side that, Gary Monk will be working much probably harder on at the moment than the defensive point because defensively you, you really can't fault them. You know, they've got the second best record in the division. Uh, so it's outstanding and uh, it's it's just amazing from where they were 12 months ago at the back where they were shipping goals in for fun and went to Blackburn around, I think, December in one of Luke's final matches and got stuffed 4-2 uh, and Norwich at home there were loads of games where they were just getting blown away and they were so easy to play against and now that's not the case. It feels so weird thinking it is only 12 months ago yeah. that you're still, I mean, we've kind of had like well, probably three managers really since then uh, but it's crazy just to think that that is just 12, 12 months ago and we were still at the stage this time 12 months ago where he was being viewed as Doing quite a positive job that you know things it, the wheels were just starting to come off twelve months ago. Yeah, it was literally this point where yeah. it was beginning to turn and go the other way. Uh, and I and I looked at the stats this week. So at this point, they're five points better off after fourteen matches and uh, nine places higher as well uh, than what they were this time last year. But then this was the the period where I think they lost four in a row before going into the yeah. derby. And, he, and I think if they'd lost the Derby, I, I, I would have. I, I think it would have been impossible for him to have kept his job really going into that international break. But yeah, how times have changed, and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of upheaval since then. But you just get the feeling that, uh, that that's well, you know, you're hoping and praying that it's not going to happen again. That I, I think Wednesday've got definitely more staying power, and I think there's there's been some good additions that have been made over the last 12 months that have significantly uh, enhanced the group and and improved the team. We're going to hear from you in a second. Uh, Before we started recording, we we kind of touched on this subject of the fact that because the games come so thick and fast in the championship, that um, sometimes just stopping and looking at that bigger picture is something that we don't always necessarily do. But... um, there were, there were quite a few fans that were a bit negative about Gary Monk coming in and a few fans that were maybe uncertain about him coming in. Um, but, you know, we're approaching, what is that, eight, eight games now that he's been at, at Wednesday. Um, he What I love about it is the fact that he's just getting on with the job. There's there's no 
big you think back to the Carlos days where there were big statements and it was it was all it was exciting and dramatic but that was also the downside of it Gary Monk is seriously just working hard and getting the job done isn't it yeah quietly going about his business and you can't not be impressed and he is turned in the short period of time that he's been here Wednesday into a very difficult team to play against and, and he's making them hard to beat and uh, I you know I, I think I said it a few weeks ago that it does sort of remind me a little bit of the Stuart Gray days of where it's gone they've gone back to basics and I'm not expecting Wednesday uh, under Gary Monk in the short term to necessarily be in you know, a, a game where there's loads of goals. I, you know, yeah, we saw you know in the cup tie with Liverpool and Arsenal. I'm not expecting a five all anytime soon. I'd love to be wrong. <laughs> I'd love to be wrong, but I just think that the way that he sets his team up and he's put such a big emphasis on organisation and discipline that I don't see Wednesday going too far away from that until he gets the opportunity in the January transfer window to add a little bit more flair and invention, imagination uh, into the final third. Uh, and, and he'd look at it right now and maybe there are only two or three pieces away in the jigsaw from completing the puzzle. Let's get his thoughts then. Let's hear it from Gary Monk. They've gone six without a win. Gary, so how sort of wary do you have to be of they're going to get a reaction? Well, they'll be expecting it, you know, like we would ourselves. You know, whenever you have a tough period, which will come, we'll have a period that will come for sure. We'll have a tough period and when that comes, we stick together and you look for that response as quickly as possible to get yourself out of that situation. Sometimes that can be, it can last for one game or it can last for six or it can last for eight, you know. You hope it doesn't go to those lengths, but... Each, I think, when you're in those positions, you, you on that type of run, you you look at the next game as the opportunity to change it, and then you get a little bit hungrier to do it and do it, you know. So it's a dangerous situation for teams that face that. So, but we're on our own. I've said it from the start. We have to focus on ourselves. We've got our own ambitions, our own, you know, run a form that we want to keep fighting for. And, and the key is the players have to show that determination more and more to keep that type of run and points, you know, regularly coming. And we have to do that. The team are on a four-match unbeaten run at the moment. So what would it do for the confidence and self-belief of the group if you could go into the next international? It'll be great. Being? It'll keep that going, but a loss wouldn't dent it either. You know, we this is the ch- <laughs> seen it week in week out. Teams are beating and 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 losing to every all types. You know, people make a lot about when you play the top teams or the bottom teams. This, for me, this league, this season, very clear. It doesn't matter. You know, anyone can beat anyone on any given day. And, our aim is to win, you know, and we're in a good run of form. We're taking points quite regularly. We'd like more than what we had, but I think we've earned every single point that we've got and we have to continue that. That's the fight. That's the fight for us, but it's not going to be given to us. There's going to be times where we maybe we don't get what we deserve or we get what we deserve, you know, and we have to fight back and respond. That's what this league's about. So it's all different patches you go through. It's not getting carried away when you're doing well and it's not getting too down when you're, when you're in a difficult patch. So... We're just ready for the next game. That's all that matters. You know, the next game is preparing for what we're going to face and put our maximum into it. We saw Sam Hutchinson go seamlessly to centre half last week. Do you still see him still more as a midfielder? For you? Yeah, that's his predominant position. But it was a situation where we had to adapt, and 
do it in a quick in a quick way, but try and make it seamless. And I thought him and Joey um, were fantastic at that. And again, credit to those two, especially for you know paying attention to what we've been asking. And and when you have to fill it, that's the key to a team. You should know your own role, but eventually you should know everyone else's role. You know, regardless of your own. So I thought the two of them were fantastic. And if that was ever needed again, then I'll be ready to do it. You know, and they should prove that they can do it. So that's a good thing for us to know that. If we face that situation in those circumstances again, and we can do that, but no, Hutch is predominantly at the moment a, a midfielder. And Morgan Fox has won the club's Player of the Month award. Yeah. How, how pleased have you been with his form since coming back? Yeah, into delight the for him. Um, deserves it. Um, his attitude's been fantastic from day one since I've been in here, and um, he's a really good professional, great lad. Um, and um, yeah, he's had an opportunity and. Um, he's managed to grab it at this moment in time. What he needs to do is is keep on that same track, same as all of them. You know, they know that if they don't keep on that track, then the competition that's in the squad, there's people there to really take that place. But um, at this moment in time, he's doing exactly what what we need him to do, and what he, you know, we're delighted to see that. I'm really pleased for him, and but the key for him is he knows. You know, he has to keep pushing forward and, and getting better with it. We did touch on it earlier. Blackburn last season. Uh, really was a bit of a horror show. Four um, two. It was a weird game as well, wasn't it? Because we were playing awful, and then suddenly found ourselves back in the game, and then it all fell to bits again. But Lucas Yao did score one of those goal of the season, worldy contenders that uh, didn't quite meet, meet the Adam Reach seal of approval, but wasn't wasn't far around, wasn't far off. Um, six goals in that game last season, uh, as we touched on earlier. Probably not expecting that kind of game again this time, um, but. Um, there's there's a lot to think about in terms of how Wednesday will line up defensively because there's injuries left, right and centre. We know Tom Lees has been out, David Bates has been out, um, Julian Burner out last week. Um, how There's an argument, isn't there, that, that you've got a central defensive pair in there that have kept a clean sheet against Leeds. That's not easy to do. There's an argument to just stick with it as it is. There is. Uh, I suppose some people will turn around and go away from home against a good footballing side like Blackburn, you'd probably want Sam Hutchinson in midfield rather than defence. Uh, not saying he'd be wasted in defence, but I think they may need a bit of bite. They may need someone to put the foot in and every now and then get on the ball and slow the pace of the game down. Uh, so I, I would think that Gary Monk will be looking at trying to get Sam Hutchinson back into midfield. Uh, so that will then create a spot and we'll see whether Julian Berners fit and is going to be available or not. It would be a huge boost if if he was. And then he would just come straight back in. Sam Hutchinson would replace Joey Pelipessi in midfield. But uh, as I mentioned before, it's what, system that Gary Monk decides to go with I think it will be 4-3-3 which is what he, you know they've done successfully in some of the away matches such as Cardiff uh, so you'd look at a midfield three of Hutchinson Bannon and then is Massimo Luongo going to be ready that's yeah. the other one so we're, we're waiting really uh, on the on the injury front to see you know if these guys are, are going to be ready um, and it, yeah for, from you know they've got options they've got Kieran Lee there as well who's not had that much game time under Gary Monk so far so he'd be nice and fresh and ready 
but he's got lots of options. It's, it's just what he thinks is going to be the best 11 and system to go and get a result at Ewood Park. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult for Wednesday though. I, you know, Blackburn, I mean, there's big pressure on them in that they've got, I think, six without a win actually. And uh, Tony Mowbray teams are generally very pleasing and attractive on the eye, but they will always give you a chance at the other end. So, uh, I, you know, I, I can see Wednesday certainly scoring uh, the weekend and, and it's whether Gary Monk wants to go with the sort of the big physical threat um, and physicality of, of the front two again. Does he do that? It, 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 lots of questions really for him to look at. We, we've not talked about um, Atenewu actually against um, Leeds because uh, I, I saw a lot of people who were very positive about his performance. Um, I, I can't recall him doing a huge amount but then I can't really recall him doing anything particularly badly or anything. But um, I, I th- it was maybe more in the game than Stephen Fletcher was at times on on Saturday. Um, so there may be the there is the argument with a team like Blackburn who are hard to beat that that super direct approach might work. Um, but then the counter argument being that Blackburn might be able to handle that quite quite easily, or, or certainly more easily than they could attack, uh, they could handle it with us playing um, with a, a three up front and, and and playing very much with those those wide players. Um, yeah, it, it is it's tricky one to to call this in terms of how he's is is sort of going to go about it. Um, and yeah, I mean what. What we we touched on this earlier, so five five points now from the three games. If we get four points from from the next couple, that's nine points from this mini mini league. We both said that would be a good return. We said eight or nine would be would be a, a good return. Um, six points would be brilliant and and would probably make this season start to look a little bit different as we go into the next international break. Um, are, are you are you a, a are you going to say a point would be good on Saturday? Yeah, I would. But then they have to beat Swansea for it to be a good period for, for me. For, for it to be a team who look capable of going the distance and mounting a promotion challenge, then I, I think for me a minimum return is four. That's that's how I look at you know, and and it's the classic case of you get a point away from home, you win your home games, and so you're then averaging. So from these two matches, four points, the two points per game that they, they say you, you need to average for automatic promotion. Now, I'm not suggesting for one minute that I think Wednesday are you know are genuine contenders for top two. I'm I'm talking purely about top six and being in the shake up for that. So yeah, I think that I would take a point from Blackburn. But then I suppose with the form that they're in, I do think it's an opportunity for Wednesday. Bear in mind that they've still got a lot of difficult and tough matches to come between now and the end of the year. They're in the bottom half of Blackburn, 16th, 17th. It's a sort of match where I think if you've got genuine aspirations of going up, that I think you should be winning. Um, so it won't be easy. 
you 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 can't look past you know, Blackburn. Have got Bradley Dack, who we saw last season, and in other matches against Sheffield Wednesday, he's done very well. He's a good player, like him a lot. They play four two three one to Blackburn, and so Bradley Dack will be in that sort of number ten position. He's in, again, he's in good form. He's got six goals, I think, in sixteen appearances this season. So he's the one to watch. So if Wednesday can keep him quiet. I fancy them. I think they're, they're. I saw and watched Blackburn in action a few weeks ago, and I think the brittle at the back I do think that uh, they're not actually the strongest of defences. Uh, and it's a classic Tony Mowbray team of just where I, I do think that that they are vulnerable always defensively. But if you give them time and space going forward, they're punisher. It's interesting, kind of chatting about. Um the the Wednesday squad, the options that we've got and maybe what we're lacking because um, Gary Monk this week has hinted to say that he's been told that there is going to be some money available in January to bring in, um, I think he said two or three players. Um, bit of an off-the-cuff comment, so we can't take that verbatim in terms of, oh yes, well, we've got three new players coming in in January, but we're at this point now, aren't we, where we're a couple of games away from the international break. After that, it's a straightforward countdown to Christmas. That means then transfer window opens. So they're going to be looking at those players now. They're going to be talking to clubs now. They're going to be reaching out. They're going to be you know looking, making inquiries about who those players are going to be probably as we as we speak now. Um what what are the areas that you think Wednesday need to improve? Because we've touched on that final third and that little bit more creativity that's needed there. And and that's been a theme that's come up, you know, kind of week after week after week, hasn't it? Yeah. Three positions for me, simple as that. Um left back, another winger, guy who can play on either side with pace, uh and a striker. As straightforward as that, a left back, some will look at it and go, it's a bit harsh. Morgan Fox has done really well in the last three matches. But I I think if you bring in another body anyway, it, it keeps him on his toes, make, you know, pushing him to go to other heights uh, and knowing that if he doesn't keep playing at this high standard and arguably in the best form that he's been in for Wednesday ever some might say then uh, I think that's only a good thing that if you again increase competition there someone who it then just means that Liam Palmer can play at right back and you've got Moses Odebajo so they're balanced I think and and I think left back was the one that we looked at in the summer and just thought that that was a position they should have strengthened and Lee Bowen I think uh I asked him, I remember asking him about it in August and he was saying they tried and tried but they didn't get somebody over the line. And it, and at, so far, Wednesday've coped and they've done all right. Um, and Matt Penny, of course, has gone out on loan. So I think they're a man down there. So they need somebody there. Jacob Murphy hasn't cut the mustard out wide. He hasn't really provided that little bit of X factor or quality that we wanted. So I think they need somebody else there it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Jacob Murphy he's not getting much game time right now so do, is there actually a point in keeping Jacob Murphy here I think I probably would in right. the hope that it come good it's it's swelling up a bit of wages though isn't it well it is but Wednesday don't have uh, compared to some years they don't have many loan players so it, it's not an issue there's only him I think and David Bates 
right now. So you can have five loans. And I do think that it will be the loan market that Wednesday will be looking again. So from that point of view, they have plenty of wiggle room. So if you're a betting man, I, I reckon that Wednesday will be looking at least one loan maybe two in January and possibly from the Premier League um, or maybe, who knows, somewhere, you know, in Europe, yeah, you, you, you couldn't rule that out. Uh, but yeah, crucially, it's about what they can do in attack. That's the big one. The, uh, you know, I could live without a left back and a, and a winger. Uh, that's assuming that Kadeem Harris stays fit. But for me, they have to get another forward in. That's absolutely vital. Um, outgoings is is going to be interesting because we've said a few times that obviously um, Lucas Shaw went, but it's still we've still got plenty of strikers knocking about. Um, notable week after week now, we're seeing Jordan Rhodes not even get near the eighteen, uh, and it needs a quite um, specific set of circumstances for him to to find himself getting on the the bench if we bring in another attacker is you know that's someone that's going to go above him in the in the pecking order um that's i doubt that that's what he particularly wants it's probably not doing anyone any any good that's a situation that he's resolving in january isn't it not just him uh, i would say that for another forward to come in in an ideal world they need to get sam winnell and jordan rhodes off the books that's the way things are heading right now we've got a situation where uh, stephen fletcher Atty Nuyu and Fernando Forestieri. Those those are the three that uh, I think Gary Monk is going to turn to and largely pick between now and the end of the year, fitness permitting. So Sam Winnell and Jordan Rhodes are not going to get much game time and do not look like they are part of his plans. And Sam Winnell, think his contract is up, I think, next summer. Jordan Rhodes has got another year on top of that. But yeah, to bring in another forward, I think they've got to look strategically at getting at least one, if not two of those, because that's it. I mean, they're still top heavy. They've got five forwards, and and uh, some weeks, if they're only playing one up top in Stephen Fletcher in a four-three-three, it's way too many. But it's not just that that, that department. You, I still think you could maybe argue even in midfield is the one too many that are possibly in the centre. They've got they've got five and. So Jerry Pelipesi and Kieran Lee, unless there's injuries or whatever, right? I mean, are they happy right now? They look like the squad players. Uh, so Ash Baker is a youngster. I think he needs some game time. Jordan Fornley, Jordan Fornley. You know, like the other week he against Leeds, he wouldn't have even been on the bench had there not been uh, the injury to Julian Burner in the warm up. And so Julian, but, but yeah, Jordan Fornley's hardly played under Gary Monk, and it doesn't look like he's going to get much game time. So I think Jordan Fornley could do with a loan. A lot of decisions to make. There is a couple of months before the transfer window opens, but um, yeah, should have been an interesting one in uh, in January. Uh, right, let's hear from inside the Wednesday camp. And uh, this is Joey Pellipessi. What are your thoughts, Jerry, on Blackburn this weekend? It's not an easy game, I think. Uh, yeah, I can say that about every game, but Blackburn away, I remember last year, we didn't do it well, but it was also a tough game, I remember. And I think we lost 4-2. Or... Yeah. So uh, it's a hard place. That was my first time I played there. So, um, yeah, I found it a tough place to go. And uh, uh, it's a hard team. I think they defend well and uh, they don't give the chances easy away. So, uh, yeah, we have to be 
solid, solid as, as we do the last weeks, you know. Hopefully we can score early and maybe it helps ourselves easier, but the most important thing is that we are solid by ourselves, defend well, stay in the organization and hopefully we can score a few goals. But yeah, I think it's it's a tough one, really. Was Blackburn away last season, was that one of your lowest moments you know, in a Wednesday? Uh, yeah, I think... I think this was one of yeah this was a really bad game yeah yeah for myself for the team I don't know why anymore <laughs> it's difficult to look back but I can remember it was hard we didn't play well uh we didn't look sharp I think uh it was a hard game but that was also maybe the situation we lost a few in a row already before I think and uh it went a little bit down on that period so maybe that's why I feel also a little bit bad about that place. So uh, hopefully we can turn it around now, yeah. And I have confidence in that. How confident are you that the team now under Gary Monk is going in the right direction? Really confident because we showed it the last weeks and uh, it's still the beginning. But yeah, I think um, you can see these things also when you're watching us. Sometimes I'm watching the games back and then you see we are li- really solid, really confident. We don't give much chances away and... I think that's a, that's a good thing. If it, I have the feeling that it's also hard for the opponent to to get chances and to score easy against us. And in that period, what we talked about, for example, Blackburn away last year, we were conceding four goals and really easy, and not even that game, more games that period. And I don't have that feeling now. I think we are more solid and more comfortable also as a team. So. And it, it's, it's also to do with confidence, of course, you, you can see that, yeah. Has the target got to be playoffs this season? Yeah, I, th- I think so, yeah, of course. It's every season uh, we talk about it, I think. But, yeah, if you have a good start like this, the confidence is, is growing quicker than, than, for example, last season. And till now we are in the top six, so that's really good. So hopefully we can keep going on like this and that's important. But... Um, I think we don't have to think too much to to stay there all the time because it's so close. The points are till the 10th place or 12th place really close. So you have to be careful with what you say, but uh, that we are doing well and that the points are good on the moment and that we are close in the top six. That's that's positive, of course. Yeah, we did uh, we did touch on this earlier on. So uh, Morgan Fox has played pretty well since he came back into the team. Um, he picked up the Wednesday Player of the Month award, which um, uh, you would have thought quite unlikely at the start of the the month. Um, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago when his name was getting booed by fans at the start of the, the game before, before he even kicked a ball. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting hearing Alex talk about him last week and his view on him. Morgan Fox definitely winning over some doubters at the moment. He is, yeah. And, and uh, thank you, Alex, for coming on last week. Yes, thank Great. you. Yeah, it's really interesting to kind of hear someone's views who's kind of, you know, relatively new to the, the Wednesday sphere. So that was um, that was good. Um, Our opinions last week were set by um, Alex. Um, and there are some repercussions from this. So he asked which Wednesday player would uh, would we miss the most if they picked up an injury. Um, a couple of people did reply saying Julian Berner. <laughs> Julian Berner subsequently picks up an injury. <laughs> Alex, we're looking at you. Yeah. And you do. You could see it a mile off. Um, the majority of, of answers we got back to that one saying Stephen Fletcher, a couple of people saying Barry Bannon. What would you reckon? Uh, I think, was it was it you or... I can't remember. Was it you or Alex who said Kadeem Harris? 
Uh, I think Alex touched on Kadeem uh, Harris. Yeah, I, I'd go with Kadeem Harris. I think he's irreplaceable in this team. We've seen just how much he's added to the, the side. I, I really don't think they can afford to be without Kadeem Harris for too long. Right, I, I just think he offers too much to this team. I think he's the, the one. I do take your point. I think you did. It was you. It's coming back to me now because I have listened back to the show, but I just forgot. Yeah, but you said Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher would be second. I think for me, but Kadeem Harris is the one that we've just seen that he's added an extra dimension to this team. So this week, um, this is this is your opinions this yes. week, uh, based on a bit of it, not not Wednesday news yet, but certainly certainly Wednesday gossip. Well, yeah, it, it's looking increasingly likely that James Beattie may be joining the coaching staff. Uh, in the not too distant future. So as simple as this, what are your thoughts on Beattie coming in? Of course, he's got some Sheffield United connections that uh, you know you can't avoid. But he was a top striker back in his day. Uh, and you see, I mean, my thoughts on it would be if, if Beattie comes in, I think he played a huge part in turning. Che Adams and probably having a big impact too on Lukas Jukovic at Birmingham, turning them into two very good strikers in this league. So if James Beattie were to come in and have any sort of impact like that on Wednesday's forward players and wingers, I would be absolutely delighted. So I, I, I actually would only view it as a good thing if James Beattie comes in and works some magic with the with the forwards and you know you know he had a very good career let's, let's not you know let's remember that you know Southampton Everton you know he banged a heck of a lot of goals in the Premier League played for his country so I'm I would be all for that you know I just think and and also I think you just have to park his previous connections there. He, the fact is he's worked very closely with Gary Monk at all his other clubs so he's someone that Gary Monk trusts implicitly. That's key, that. Um, because we talked about Gary Monk going about his business quite quietly. What we didn't mention there is the fact that he's doing it kind of without any of his usual people around him. You know, he's come into his backroom staff of people that he's never worked with before. I don't even know if he'd ever spoke to Lee Bullen before the, the day that he started at, at Hillsborough. Um, so um, you can only kind of imagine what Gary Monk can achieve when he's got some of his people there and he's got that bit more help that that he um, that he needs. So I mean I'm in agreement with you. I'm all I'm all for it to be honest. Um, I think um, the United connection is not he's not synonymous with Sheffield United because he played for a lot of different clubs and um, as you say had a great career. Um, and I think we're kind of it's the old you know cutting your nose off thing, isn't it? If if we start saying well we don't want him because he, he he played for United and was involved there. So uh, yeah, bring it on. I think uh, good question. So yeah, do you welcome the uh, the imminent arrival of James Beattie at Sheffield Wednesday as part of Gary Monk's backroom staff? Let us know on Twitter. Um, you can contact us on Facebook or well, pretty much any social media network that you uh, fancy. Uh, you can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott or contact the show at Dom and James. Um, thanks at this point to our gold sponsor for this season, Tito Law. Uh, you can find them at titolaw.co.uk. That's T-Y-T-O-L-A-W.co.uk. And that's just about it. Thank you for joining us as ever. Please let us have your feedback on the show. We do appreciate your reviews. Please subscribe to us for free in your podcast app of choice to get the new episode every week. And check the show notes for details about how you can become a Singing the Blues supporter. Up the owls and see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.